Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Kathy. And I'm Kennedy. Join us on this week's episode as we discuss intriguing topics and people of interest that will inspire us to explore all of the unique pieces of ourselves. We are all imperfectly perfect. We're We're glad glad you're here. here. Hello and welcome back to our next episode of the Imperfect Podcast. Today we're going to have a look at Thanksgiving, which was just this last weekend. Today we're going to look at the history of Thanksgiving and explore the topic of thankfulness. Yeah, so the main question is where did the concept of Thanksgiving as an actual holiday come from? And I didn't know this before preparing this episode, um, but the first noted Thanksgiving in the U.S., uh, involved pilgrims of Plymouth, Plymouth. <laughs> I always mispronounce it, <laughs> Plymouth, Massachusetts. Uh, so after almost half of the settlers were killed after the winter of 1620, they formed an alliance with the indigenous Wampanoag tribe, and the tribe taught fishing, planting, and hunting to the settlers. And then the following autumn in 1621. They celebrated together in a three-day feast of what was probably an assumed goose, corn, uh, codfish, and lobster. Yeah, not quite the turkey and uh, we have of today, but (laughs) later generations of colonists practiced various days for Thanksgiving, but uh, theirs were based more on religion, harvest, positive battle outcomes, and even the weather. In nine in on not nineteen seventy seven that wouldn't be too long ago seventeen seventy seven it was decreed that they celebrate a national day of Thanksgiving in their victory over the British but the dates of the celebration were weeks and months different sometimes across the thirteen colonies yeah so just interesting that it all started with after a bunch of deaths after a hard winter they decided to form an alliance and learn lots of skills from the indigenous uh, tribe called Wampanoag and then that like to think that that's where it may be stemmed from um and again this is the U.S. side but just very strange not at all what I pictured I kind of pictured some I don't know old folk tale or something and then they decided to make it a holiday which is anyway because I'm just I'm referring to like Christmas and things like um Christmas it's everybody knows the meaning behind it but Thanksgiving it's like oh who knows we just eat turkey and get around with family and that's the end of it well it seemed like different groups seemed to have these celebrations of thankfulness but they were all kind of scattered all over the place so this chick named Sarah Hale who coincidentally was also the author of Mary Had a Little Lamb. She began, she was an author and she was a go-getter and she began a campaign to establish Thanksgiving as a national day to collectively give thanks following the harvest season. And also um, she had a thought in her head, it would help unite their nation as it faced potential civil war. So she appealed to Abraham Lincoln And after many years, uh, finally in 1863, he declared the last Thursday of November as Thanksgiving Day in the U.S. Hmm. And uh, then years later, 
this holiday uh, weekend also became the start of shopping season before Christmas. So, uh, and then later in the twenties, uh, NFL football weekend, uh, and Macy's parade weekend. So, um, it just kind of evolved from there, but, um, yeah, just, and I don't know, I guess as a Canadian, and we're going to get into this, but I don't think of Thanksgiving as the holidays starting. I think of the holidays starting once uh, November 11th has come and gone, um, but that's for different reasons, but we are going to get into that. So it's interesting that in the U.S. it was kind of what sparked the Christmas holiday coming coming near. Mm-hmm. And it was such a, a big thing between the, you know, Macy's Day Parade and the football weekend that uh, the shopping just exploded down there you know it gave them extra time before christmas so a whole month Mm -hmm. and it affected the economy so much that in 1939 president roosevelt actually tried to move the holiday up by a few weeks (laughs) to further boost the economy but uh, i think the people saw what he was up to and said yeah we're not having that and so eventually it got reverted back to the original date so funny how it's all a mentality right like you know oh no we got to keep thanksgiving for this weekend and we see what you're up to you just want to like boost the economy more and so by pushing the holiday two weeks forward it was like or before it seemed terrible but it's so funny people can shop anytime but it's like this sense of urgency okay thanksgiving has happened so now i have to go out and buy all the things yeah it's true and i guess we're also looking at the difference between the u.s and canada because In the U.S., it is actually closer to Christmas, right? And for us, it's a lot earlier. Mm. Uh, Canada had a long history of uh, giving thanks even before the European settlers arrived. Um, The First Nations across Turtle Island have had traditions of thanksgiving for um, surviving the winter. They were thankful for that and just receiving crops and, and game. Uh, So they celebrated that in their own special way. And, you know, they didn't need European settlers to come over and teach them how to do it. They were doing it all the way along. So when the settlers got here, they kind of meshed their two styles a little bit. And uh, I think in some cases agreed to help each other. So there were lots of different traditions that the Europeans had when they came, you know, feasting, prayer, dance you know and even the uh, indigenous population had a lot of those same uh, celebratory ways and uh, they did something called potlatch so I actually looked that up do you know about that Kennedy I remember actually mom and I had the opportunity to go to a powwow in Elsie Pogtug Um, I guess it would be about a month ago now or close to it but I remember them talking about it but I don't know what it is it's kind of like um, a gifting ceremony, like a, to keep, I, I believe it stems from trying to equally distribute wealth or, mm-hmm. or goods. And uh, so they would use that, it, I believe I have that correct. Um, they would use that as part of their celebration sometimes. And uh, they just had different ways of, of giving thanks. What a concept to make sure that there was equal wealth 
so yeah. simple yet so complex, I guess. Eh? I right. love that. Um, so the first recorded Canadian Thanksgiving took place in 1578. So that was actually 43 years before the first American Thanksgiving. Um, so this was when English explorer Martin Frobisher. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. We looked it up before we started. How do we pronounce this? But who knows? Uh, and his crew um, gave thanks through communion for their safe arrival in Frobisher Bay in present day. It's known as Nunavut and which was then Newfoundland. So um, I guess we beat the U.S. to the punch when it came to Thanksgiving for different reasons. <laughs> and also on uh, celebrating it. So let's look at why uh, the Canadians Thanksgiving is celebrated earlier. So uh, ours is uh, the second Monday of October. And in the U.S., I believe we said it was the third. What is it? Thursday of November. Yeah. So um I think the decision to celebrate Thanksgiving earlier for us was because of uh, a couple of different reasons. Our climate and harvest times were, you know, kind of earlier because we're a little bit more north. And uh, also, I believe the decision was made as a result of the uh, First and Second World Wars so that the celebration of Remembrance Day uh, would not fall on the same weekend as mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And the Canadian par Parliament actually still officially declares Thanksgiving as a day of general Thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed. I did not know that that's how it's referred as by the Canadian Parliament. Yeah, I'm surprised it's still written that way, but yeah. that's pretty cool because, you know. Canada certainly has been blessed in a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. So um, the mandate for Thanksgiving isn't observed, you know, the same for all Canadians in its entirety. But the ideas of being thankful and spending time with family, having the day off work, you know, however you want to celebrate it. Right. Sharing, you know, most people get together for a meal, a, a lot do, and a lot eat turkey. So um, those principles, I think, of spending time with family and having a meal, perhaps, are, uh, are the same. Mm. And uh, I wanted to also acknowledge the fact that um, this goes without saying that this is traditionally what, you know, mom and I are used to. But uh, we also understand that there may be some people, and we even discussed this in another holiday episode, that this time could be difficult for some people um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but uh, we did want to share, however, some of our memories and things that we remember from our Thanksgivings through the years. Um, I don't know, Mom, if you wanted to say one first. <laughs> so um, I started, I believe, it wasn't long after uh... I had kids when we would have a celebration for Thanksgiving and especially in my own house because I had a little more, uh, you know, to say about how the dinner proceeded and that sort of thing. Uh, there was always a part in the meal where we each took turns as we went around the table and you had to say something you were thankful for. So, you know, if you were two years old and it was your teddy bear, then, you know, that's what you said or 
you know, the old cheesy one of, I'm just glad we're all here together. Right. Yeah, no. And it's as I'm getting older now, it's funny. I, I inevitably know that mom's going to say it at some point. And it tends to be near the front end when everybody has their meal prepared and plates have been uh, shared around the table. Um, mom will say, all right, so why don't we each take a turn and say two things we're thankful for. And it's funny now that we're older, it's like, oh, mom, <laughs> oh, that's, that's not weird at all and whatever. But um, it is kind of fun and funny in some cases to hear what people come up with but um. it is but it's also a really great time I mean that's what it's for right Thanksgiving and we're not I think as a society in the habit of focusing on the things we are thankful for right because it's it can be a rat race and comparing it comparing one to one thing to the next and to actually step back and realize how much we do have and how blessed we really are. It's a, it's a good opportunity for that. Yeah. It's kind of weird and cheesy and all those things, but if everybody's going to do it, you know, right. (laughs) Um, One that really sticks out in my mind and I'll be honest, but I'm going to use it anyways. I can't remember if it was Christmas or Thanksgiving, but it was the same setting. Um, So my cousin Carter, which we, uh, he was our first guest on the podcast. Um, I don't know how old would he have been like seven, not even maybe like four. Yeah. Little enough that, um, when we all sat down and we were like, okay, who wants to give thanks? Carter said, I do. And we were all like, okay. So, you know, we all bow our heads and it was something to the effect of dear God, thank you for the, and then you, after a while, we all kind of opened our eyes and looked at him. But at first it was just funny because you just hear the turkey, the ham, the salt. And then everybody's like, and we looked over and he's like, (laughs) when, like his eyes are barely open. Cause you know, he's salt, pepper, butter, (laughs) my fork. (laughs) Anyway. And and Jesus name, amen. <laughs> and so that's one of my favorite memories. And you're trying not to laugh because he was being very serious about it because, you know, at whatever age he was, but uh, it was pretty cute. <laughs> yeah, pretty cute. Uh, another one of mine would have been um, the year that I thought, I don't want to cook a turkey and everything that goes with it. So I chose to do things differently. And we had kind of a super palooza. And I made, you know, three or four different kinds of soup and we had French bread and I don't know, maybe we had salad too or something, but that was kind of neat because it wasn't like the old ho-hum, like, yeah, it's great to eat a turkey dinner, but you know, if you're lined up for two or three in a row, it can get a little bit much and it's a lot of work. So I thought yeah, cool to do something different. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, it isn't about the standard cookie cutter, turkey, ham, potatoes, carrots. It's about getting together and talking about what we're all thankful for. And anyway, um, I don't remember doing that, but um, it sounds like something you do. And we've done other similar things through the years um, for different occasions where mom's like, why don't we just do this? Like I remember going to Grammys not long ago when we had a soup night and we just brought all the stuff in and whatever. But um, 
the only other thing I have to say about Thanksgiving is that uh, if you haven't had Costco pumpkin pie, I don't know what you're doing. First of all, the price. Second of all, the taste. Third of all, the size. Like when Thanksgiving rolls around and those pumpkin pies end up coming out at Costco, like by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, you know, between Eric and I, we've already eaten like two whole pumpkin pies between the two of us. Like we lie, we lie to ourselves, right? Oh, I'm just gonna pick it up early, so right? We'll have, and then it's gone, and you're buying another one, but, right? Yeah, yeah, and I gotta say, I'm not a fan of commercial baked goods because they don't taste good to me. They don't taste homemade for the most part, but that Costco pumpkin pie, it's pretty close. Damn pumpkin pie. I think you probably like it because you're not much of a crust person and it's the thinnest crust, so. No, no, I am a crust person, but sometimes I forego the crust for the guts of pumpkin pie. Oh, okay. I guess it was misperceived on my part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's the whole... I don't know. Yeah, the pumpkin pie, but also it's the time of year, right? Things are cool. I mean, I'm a fan of spring and summer. Fall's okay. I just don't like what comes after fall. Um, but the, <laughs> the, you know, crisp weather with the sunshine and the crunchy apples and, you know, the whole fall thing is kind of neat. Yeah, I love uh, Eric and I always go apple picking every year and we go to the same spot that he went to when he was just young and went with his grandparents. Um, So I love to do the apple picking and, you know, while we're there, we buy some jams and jellies and whatever. Um, We also sometimes do corn mazes or um, just even going out for walks when it's you know like you said like the crisp air but it's sunny out and the leaves are changing and some have fallen like thanksgiving isn't just like a weekend it's kind of like it's a vibe you know what i mean you know this the starbucks uh pumpkin spice uh... like (laughs) suddenly going for the specialty coffee seems like an adventure and the sweater is all snuggly and you know the Halloween Town movies come shortly after that. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it sure is. So in the true spirit of Thanksgiving, we're going to look at the psychology of being thankful. So I kind of feel like thankfulness is bigger than just one day a year that we get together and eat a lot of food. I don't know. What do you think? It is. And in Philippians 4, 6 to 7, uh, it speaks on uh, how not to be anxious or worry, but to pray and give thanks. And so this is not just on Turkey Day. So it's kind of rules for always. Right. And it's the same as things like pick any holiday or whatever, you know, Valentine's Day. It's not the only day that you have to treat your partner to flowers or chocolates. You can do that any day of the year, you know? Right. So besides being told not to worry in the Bible, uh, thankfulness is also an awesome mindset to practice. We've all seen people who've got everything and they couldn't want anything more possibly, but they still somehow feel miserable. And while others have absolutely nothing, but they're, they seem to be the happiest humans alive. Like, how is that even possible? 
Yeah. And we've discussed in previous shows, it's the difference in our perspective. And sometimes we need to work on this, um, maybe sometimes a lot, uh, to see things a bit different than we had before. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with being down and out every once in a while, but mom and I are talking like generic. Um, and overall, some people are just overall miserable and have a negative outlook. And it seems to be that certain people always have negative things coming their way, but they also seem to be the same people who have a negative outlook of, well, my life sucks. And then boom, 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 here's a thousand other things. Mm. Yeah. So expressing gratitude can be profoundly uplifting to your health and your happiness, and it can help you to discover what really matters to you. So for example, we're going to do a little experiment here. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes um, to think about, let's say, three people that you're extremely grateful for. Maybe not a couple minutes, but a couple seconds. <laughs> However long. All right. How slow or fast do you think? So, okay, if you get your three people. Um, now think of why you are grateful for those people in your life. Yeah, and maybe it's because they are your partner and you can't imagine doing life without them. Or maybe it's a friend at work that just makes your day better when you get to work. Um, but those um, are great places to put your mental energy because they are comforting and help you feel supported. Right, right. So those three people that you just thought of, you know, if if you're feeling thankfulness for them, it just it makes you feel loved. It just feel included. And it's, it carries on what do you think, you know, gee, I'm really thankful for my dog or whatever. And then you get the, the good, the happy emotions that go along with the memories, you know, and it's like playing string out in your brain. Like we talked about one idea leads to the next leads to the next. And if you're busy thinking of things, uh, that you're thankful for and good in your life, then yeah, that is pretty uplifting. Yeah. And another uh, good example or a thing to think about is uh, how is where you are in your life now different from a year ago um, and who or what aided in that growth? So we'll give you a second to think about that one too. So I'll speak on this one. For me, the last couple of years, I can think of a few people that really stepped up and helped me, not because they had to, um, they were just being kind. Mm. And I'm really putting forth an effort now, uh, people that I am thankful for. Sometimes, you know, when you take a few minutes to reflect or for me, it was last Christmas, I sent out a few messages that said like, hey, I really appreciate what you did for me and you didn't have to do that. And it really helped make things a little bit easier for me. So just the act of recalling how somebody could be so kind and then feeling good about, you know, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like, are they going to think I'm making a big deal about whatever, but to just acknowledge that and and that alone is reciprocal, right? To right. for somebody to be uh, recognized for for just being human, being kind, the way we should treat people all the time, I guess. But 
unfortunately it's a little bit less than it used to be yeah and I was just going to bring attention to that fact the fact that uh just reflecting on my last year there have been um my mind went also to people who have been there or not been there for me um I've gained a lot and I've lost a lot um but it's all for you know not to be cheesy the greater good um it shouldn't I've reflected a lot this year on it shouldn't be challenging to keep relationships with people or to keep certain things in your life that you thought you loved but it's just challenging and you don't enjoy it so there's a lot to look at but um there's definitely been a lot of growth since last year that's for freaking sure yeah so just right there we gave the example of a couple different things that we asked you to think about uh, that you were thankful for and I think we'd all agree that those brought on positive feelings for us it feels good to to look at the good sometimes and as a rule myself included uh, sometimes we don't tend to do that for ourselves look at the positive you know mm, and uh yeah you can just also think about what skills and abilities that you're thankful for that you possess um, and even if you find this difficult, uh, think of things that people commend you for. Sometimes that's easier. A lot of times we don't see the good in ourselves and other people can see it first. So if but someone has, what's that? That is so true. Yeah. So if so someone has called you thoughtful or handy or creative or whatever, it's uh it's sometimes easier to think of what other people have said about you in the past and just how you can be thankful that you exude those traits yeah yeah, yeah. and so out of all of the factors that we contribute to people's successes uh, we all know that a positive mindset is one of the most important ones and with a gratitude mindset, you can focus on the infinite opportunities available in all areas of your life. Because when you are grateful, you focus on the positive things more than the negative things. And it's funny, I just saw a video the other day online, and I don't know how accurate it is or isn't. Um, but for the sake of this, it plays along to what we're trying to um, explain here. Um, the video had said that the part of the brain that um, kind of houses the feeling of anxiousness or anxiety and gratefulness are kind of next door neighbors. And so they say that people who are feeling anxious, so negative thoughts, things like that. Um, if you start to think of what you're grateful for, you can't be both at the same time. Supposedly, that's what this video said. And he was a scientist, but I don't know which scientist it was. So, but, um, very interesting if it is accurate, but, um, it's just, it, but it's also true in the sense of when you're experiencing anxiety, um, they say to focus on the five senses. So it kind of plays into that. So, um, to focus on the positive, it's kind of hard to revert back to negative when you're thinking of all of the great things that you have. Yeah. Cause if you have the gratitude mindset, you know, also you're focusing on, more about the opportunities like it's more of a forward looking right 
mm. infinite opportunities available maybe in different areas of your life that you haven't seen before when you're looking down you know mentally or or physically you can't see what's ahead of you right i guess with thankfulness it's more a forward-looking motion and when you're grateful you focus on the positive things more than the negative things and then it's almost like it sort of attracts that back to you because have you ever gone shopping for a car <laughs> and you're looking you know you're looking in driveways or you're looking for ads that you yep. read about and you're doing a drive-by see if you know if it's in good shape or whatever and for weeks after, after you've even bought the car, all you see are cars for sale. It's so bizarre. And not just using that example, like, and I think that there's got to be something to that. So when you focus on something, I think it was Tony Robbins that said, what's it? Where focus goes, energy flows. Or yeah. there's another one, what you think about, you bring about. So I think there's really something to that, you know, and if you're focusing on being uh, thankful for the positives that you do have in your life, it's almost like it, it brings more of them to your attention. Yeah. And um, gratitude will change one's perspective and create an abundance mindset, like mom was saying. So um, again, it's however, which way you want to look at it, whether it's manifestation or if it's just a positive outlook on life or fake it till you make it or you know just being grateful and thankful for everything and everything um everything and everything <laughs> um I'm not thankful for saying that twice but anyways um <laughs> well I will tell you that the opposite of being uh, grateful is the victim mindset so often we see this unsuccessful people tend to have that mindset of blaming others you know it was their parents fault or their kids fault or their ex-spouse or the government the weather bad luck or you know murphy's law and they perceive a lack of opportunities so hey guess what ends up happening it's almost like they're having a lack of opportunities right who would have thought that would happen right yeah so um, if you if you look at the your life from the glass half full perspective it's like you always have enough but if you approach it from the other way and you see it as half empty or in a position of lack it's as if you never are satisfied you never have enough yeah so if you do have a secure roof over your head food to eat and you are in good health then you are already luckier than the majority of the world's population. And once you realize how lucky you truly are, you will start to notice the opportunities and advantages that you have at your disposal. Yeah, I think that's that's true. And you see it a lot if you look at people. I mean, let's face it, we all know really negative people and we all know really positive people and... Uh, yeah, I, I think the ones that are thankful do sort of draw more positive opportunities towards them. To put it plainly, I've never heard of someone that was positive and then ended up saying, you know, so much negativity is coming into my life. Right. You never hear of that. Why? 
It's not because they're hiding it. It's because when you, what you think about, you bring it out. Mom, mom already said it, right? So it's just straight that to the point. Uh, so whether you're per, you perceive a situation to be good or bad, it's all up to you. It's all in your power and ability. But remember, you always have something to be thankful for, even at the very least, it, the breath in your lungs. Pick something. So thank you for joining us, uh, joining us today. And uh, a little bit late. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Happy Thanksgiving. If you or someone you know has a unique story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at theimperfectpodcast at outlook.com. For more information and how to connect with us on social media, you can visit us at our website, theimperfectpodcast.ca. And from whichever platform you are listening to this episode, be sure to like, share, and leave us a review. We would really appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to hearing your feedback and seeing you all find that extra joy and embrace your own imperfect. See you next week.